Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Take matters into your own hands. Give them an end of probationary review. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Em, who are we giving a special caffeinated shout out to this week? Caffeinated shout out goes to Mish. She bought us three coffees. So spoiled. What a legend. I love it. She says, you ladies are seriously amazing. I've listened to every single episode now. Oh my God. Mish, you've just taken home listener of the month. Even when there's an episode that isn't necessarily relevant to my situation, I listen anyway and end up learning so much. You've really helped build my confidence after years of stalling and resistance to refreshing my CV and thinking of examples. Aren't we all guilty of putting that off? But after listening to your podcast, I've slowly gained the motivation and confidence to do so. Shoot my shot is now my motto. This is my legacy unfolding right here. I love it. I submitted an application for a new field recently uh, in HR, Sarah. Exciting. Oh, I hope she listened to my career story. Having worked in policy for many years, fingers crossed they see my skills are transferable and I get to the interview stage. Thanks again. Mish, I just want to give you a big hug. Thank you so much. Every episode and three coffees. Like she hasn't even gotten an interview and she's already saying thank you. That's so nice of her. It is so nice. And if you want results once you do land the interview, for Mish or for anyone else out there listening, I do one-on-one interview coaching sessions with people from all around the world. We help you come up with examples. I guarantee you after that session, you're going to have the best examples. You're going to have examples coming out your ears. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to have that all ready for you to go into your interview. So you can find out about those sessions at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. As always, if you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent you or want to request an episode on your situation, slide into our DMs because once again, this episode is brought to you by a listener who had a question and here we are doing an episode on it. Today's episode is going to be about the end of probationary period reviews. Bit of a mouthful. Yes. And this is from Taya. So thank you, Taya, for reaching out. She said, I know this isn't a part of the job seeking process per se, but I feel like they're pretty closely linked. And I agree. I think if you 
have a probation review that doesn't go so well, you might be job searching. And also after you start one, you maybe want to know what's coming up so that you can plan ahead. Yes. So firstly, what is a probationary period and what is a meeting for? Your probation is essentially a different part of your contract that allows for the employer and the employee to work out if it's the right fit or not. And normally that'll be kind of backed up with a less notice period that you have to give. So let's say you normally have to give two or three or four weeks notice during probation, that might be one week's notice. And your probation period might be three months, it might be six months. Those are probably the two most common kind of time periods. I'd say in Australia, six months is standard and it might align with some kind of unfair dismissal, unfair termination type thing as well. So here in Australia, in line with the Fair Work Commission, you're not protected from unfair dismissal until you've been working somewhere for six months. So hence why most probation periods are six months long, because if they were three months, yeah, okay, the company says you've passed, but you're still not protected under fair work. So it's easier to just align them both together and have every probation period be six months. So the intention is it's for the company to protect them and make sure it's right, but it's also for you as well. I think we need to remember that. Totally. If it sucks three months in, guess what? You get to bail. Yeah. And then the meeting itself, well... Sometimes you'll have a meeting at the end of that probation period to confirm that you are going to be successful in continuing past probation. It doesn't always happen, though, and I think that's something that we'll talk about in a sec. So on that note, no news is good news if they never come and chat to you. Yes. But is that not to say that if they do book a meeting, that doesn't definitely mean they're getting rid of you. They could just be a really good workplace that wants to formalise things and say, hey, you've been doing great, just letting you know you're out of your probation. Yes, and I sat in on one of these recently. Different managers do different things, different companies do different things. I sat in on one of these recently and I'm so certain that the team member was like absolutely terrified going into this meeting with HR sitting there as well, thinking, oh God, what's going to happen? Why is HR on this meeting invite? You know, do I need to pack my stuff up before this meeting? And it was just an opportunity to reflect of how are you going? What do we want to see you keep doing? What do we want to work on in the next six months? So it's a really overall positive meeting. So it doesn't have to always be bad news, but a lot of companies, they will meet with you if there's issues And if there's no issues, well, then great. You just continue on past probation and nothing changes. So I think if you haven't heard anything and you don't get an end of probation meeting and a review, you don't have to panic. It's normally a good thing. Trust me, they would be talking to you if there was an issue because they know that deadline's coming. So no news is typically good news if you're going to pass. And meetings right at the end of your probationary period, typically that's not when you would spring it on someone that they aren't going to continue. So when would they do it even earlier? Well, before that. And look, I'm not saying it doesn't happen because it does happen because sometimes people are able to be really good at their job in the first couple of months and show progress, but then they hit a wall and they're not getting any better or behaviours start appearing that the manager wasn't expecting or there's extra tasks, you know, they're, okay, great, we're now expecting you to do more of the job that you were hired for and then they've hit a wall kind of thing. So it sometimes can be quite close to the wire on having a probation meeting. But typically you would have had some conversations leading up to that point. They're not going to sit you down on the very last day, typically, completely spring it on you. Hey, it's not working out. And you're like, I haven't had any feedback. That's not normal. That shouldn't be happening. And if you haven't heard from them and there's not a meeting scheduled in, if you really want one, you can ask them for one. 
Yeah. I like the way that we talk about these things with checking in with your manager and having weekly catch-ups and asking for feedback and that kind of thing. If they're not doing this stuff or even in your orientation, in your induction process, if you don't have meetings booked in, book them in yourself. Similar thing with your probation. If you want to discuss as well, hey, I'm really liking the job, but here's some things I think I need to work on. What's your feedback? I want to know how I'm going. You could absolutely ask for a end of probation reflection and planning for the six months ahead. So we've got the context out of the way. So now we'll get into how to prepare if you are told that you're going to have a probationary end review. So firstly, go back to your job description refresh yourself on that. And this isn't necessarily the job ad. Remember, those two are very different things. This is your official job description. Not every company has them. So again, you know, if you don't have one, well, then you can't go back to it. Refer to step two. (laughs) Yeah. Refer to the expectations that were set when you started. Is there anything that, you know, you were told, hey, you're going to take this on and you haven't done that yet? Is there anything like that that you might want to be aware of? Now, be prepared. Come with notes. So if there's anything you want to talk about, if there's anything you want clarification on, more support that you need from them, this is the time. If there's anything that we keep saying that's like a theme in all of our episodes, it's like... Write it down in the notebook. (laughs) Well, yeah, definitely that. That You're going to get the notebook from your interview again and it's coming back. To be honest, you'd probably just bring your computer because it's a work meeting. But it's a two-way street. That's what we always say. This is a two-way street, this meeting. And so if there's things that you're going, hey, I was never told I was going to have to do this and suddenly I'm doing all this graphic design work, which is not what I thought I was coming in for. Can we clarify what my role is and where it sits? That's what this session can be for for you as well. Well, I love that. Take matters into your own hands. Give them an end of probationary review. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We're here to reflect on how you've performed As a new prospective employer. Look, Greg, you could have done better here. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, job hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one on one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. So yeah, like Sarah said, does the role match what you were told about it? Also, are you enjoying it? Yeah, you want to actually think about that. And when you're on the other side, because part of our role as HR is to kind of teach managers, like, what are you meant to do in a meeting like this? And often we will say to people, hey, you should check in with them first. How are they going? Because you might assume, hey, cool, everything's great. We're here to talk about planning and that person's actually not happy. So you need to check in with them. And if you aren't prepared with what you're going to say when they go, how's it going? You're going to stumble and not come up with something. So how is it actually going? Have a think about it. And what are a couple of things that you want to say that you're liking and maybe that you want to do more of or that you're not enjoying? I think the other thing that you want to prepare along with that is also your achievements as well. What have you already done? What have you taken into your own hands? It's a nice way to just bring that to your manager's attention. They don't see everything we do. Tell the listeners again about our dad's advice. 
Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily for your manager. It's more for other senior people in the business, but you should always have a story ready. If someone bumps into you and they're an executive or you're two up boss or something like that, someone else in a different area goes, oh, Emma, lovely to see you. How's things going in the radio team, in the journalist team? You've got to have something to say. Which happens all the time, constantly. Yep. You've got to have something ready to say. And if you've been working on something lately, like Emma at the moment, you would say, well, actually, I'm up for an award at the moment. (laughs) And you might mention that to them because they may not have known that. Or I might say, yeah, well, we're currently recruiting for our new graduate program and the applications are just so excellent. It's working really well, our new strategy. You've got something to leave them with as opposed to going, Oh, yeah, it's good. Thanks. It's an opportunity to shoot your shot because, yes, yeah, you're so right. These people don't really get to see what you do on a day to day basis. And we're so conditioned to just, yeah, really good. Thanks. Because, I don't know, the stuff we do every day seems boring to us because we do it every day. But pluck out something. If it was me, I could say today, oh, I've had the biggest day, you know, the federal budget got announced last night. So Blair and I were up all night covering what funding was in it for our local area. It's been busy. They're going to think, wow, good on you. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's really interesting news in the budget today. So we've been busy, you know, translating that to a local lens, like something like that, rather than going, oh yeah, we're busy, but it's good. It's such an opportunity. And I want you to think of, because I think that sometimes this is easier for people to understand in a social context. I want you to think of someone that you don't know that well. It's maybe a friend of yours who's like not a close friend, but like an outer circle friend, their partner. How many interactions have you had with that person maybe? Like two or three? Minimum. I barely remember their name. Right. But you have vibes about them, right? Pick someone in particular and just don't tell me who they are, but tell me what vibes. Good, bad, otherwise. Yeah, good. Great. How did you pick up vibes from like only having run into them and you don't even really remember their name? Friendly vibe. Like just literally that five second interaction, the time that they said hello and they were really nice about it or that they asked permission before they made themselves a drink or something so silly. And that's your whole perception of that person now. And probably what your friends told you as well, what other people have told you. That is the perfect analogy for how decision makers, senior leaders will think about you in a business. If you're far away from them and you don't see them on a regular basis, they will form opinions about you from the tiny little things that they see. And it'll be those interactions like, hey, Emma, how's things going at the moment? That kind of stresses me out. (laughs) It doesn't have to be like you have to be perfect, but it's a huge opportunity. Yeah, the micro moments count. It's a huge opportunity. And it's more like if they always see you running late and looking stressed and your desk's always a mess and you're like, oh, you know, I'm just a bit stressed or something, that's going to be their impression of you, right? But if they're hearing from your manager really good things because they hear things from them as well, and then every time they see you, you seem to be organised on top of it with a purpose and then you say once that you're, hey, XYZ's going really well, great, that's it. That's their impression of you. And when they go to sit down and think about, oh, we need to put someone onto this new project and we need someone really strong, someone mentions you and they're like, yeah, yeah, I like Emma. They don't know really why. It's from those little moments. So that's a big shoot your shot opportunity for you guys listening at home. We love it. So definitely bring up something good you've been doing. Have a little flex. Also mention if you need more training or support. If you feel like you've been left in the dark a bit, say it. Sarah, give us a way to say this company's left me to burn. How do you say that nicely? (laughs) How do I say that professionally? (laughs) Look, something that I've noticed is that I'm really struggling with completing my tasks in 
the system. And because it's not a system that's used anywhere else, I haven't been able to find much online about it. Is there anyone else who I can reach out to who might be able to give me some training? Because I think that would make me much more efficient at my job. Wow, it was so polite. Well, you're just saying what you need, right? You're not going, oh my God, I just was never trained. It's not a whinge necessarily, but it's a solutions based. What do I need? Yes, that's right. Yeah, save the complaining for friends and family. And also remember, they'll most likely lead the conversation. So don't be freaking out about having to guide the dialogue. It'll probably flow naturally. You're just being prepared so you can add some value. And so you're not just sitting there going, yep, 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 sound, yep the whole time. Yep. (laughs) The other thing it can turn into is just like a daily kind of update check-in of what you're doing at the moment. And I think you should try and lift it out of that if you can and make sure that you're not just talking about what you're currently working on today, this week. Try and reflect back on the last six months. Even if your manager doesn't lead that, include some of those things in there. And importantly, be open-minded to hear feedback because this is where you'll get it probably if there's any to be given. And it might not be deal breaker stuff. Yeah, but they'll probably compliment and then be like, yeah, no, we're really happy with where you're at. I think the next focus is, but they'll give you a sweet little, you know, build on that and you'll be great. Now, Em, I want to know, have you known anyone, come across anyone who's failed their probation? I don't think so. I have. Yeah, you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Me. I've also been the opposite as well. I did an Instagram post recently about this. I've also been on the other side as well. I've had to be the person who's sitting next to the manager with HR who said, unfortunately, your job's going to finish today and we'll pay you out your week. And sorry, it hasn't worked out. Now, my feedback to managers is always, okay, does this person know that this is coming? Have you given them an opportunity to turn this around? Have you given them feedback, clear directions, all that kind of thing. Have we set them up for success? That's always my first challenge to a manager. But this doesn't have to be scary. Even if that's the kind of probation meeting you're facing where things are really tough and it's not actually going very well, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. Really reflect on if that's you, is this role just going against all of your strengths? Because I've seen that happen before where someone is trying and they're struggling and they're failing and it's awful because it's not going to be easy for them to just turn it around and become someone who they're not because the job is just requiring them to be really structured when they're not like that or requiring them to be really fast and adaptable when they're such a planner and they're just constantly having issues with that being too slow or something. So really think about that and reflect on, is this role a match for me? Am I trying to meet a standard that's going to completely drain me? Would there be a different job? I love that. Beautiful people out there that have been let go after the probation. It's not meant to be. Exactly. Don't attach that to your identity and think, oh, I'm unemployable. No, you're unemployable for that workplace in that position. That's exactly right. And sometimes at that exact point in time, because maybe if the team wasn't half empty, maybe you would have been able to succeed in that environment where you had more support, but you're the kind of person that needs a lot of clear direction early on before you can get it. Some people thrive in chaos. Other people don't. These are all different kind of things. Some people get bored when there's not enough to do. Reflect on where you fit and whether this role is a fit. I think that pretty much sums it up. That is your 101 how-to guide on end of probationary period reviews. We hope it seems a little less daunting. And as always, go in prepared. You'll be great. 
shoot your shot. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts and help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>